Is my reaction then to the Dallas game last night, final preseason game, and Geno Smith has been named the starting quarterback. A few thoughts on that, first of all. Can we really call this a competition? Pete Carroll's been out and, and speaking to the media, and he's been saying all sorts of things, like he feels he's got two number one quarterbacks and that they've pretty much had the same snaps. I mean, he tried to suggest that because they've basically had the same snaps in practice or in the games, or whatever it was, that it was an even competition. How can it have been an even competition when for most of the preseason and for training camp, Geno Smith was with the number ones? And then I don't think it was a particularly fair fight because you've got Geno Smith, who all the way through training camp and all the way through preseason, Pete Carroll has been saying he is essentially in front of the race. He is the number one. So all Geno Smith had to do, given the way that we know that Pete Carroll wants to play and how he's going to approach this season, was not to lose the job. And he could play to lo not lose the job. And I think we've seen some of that. He could play with a degree of conservatism that Drew Locke simply couldn't play with. What has that ended up with? And I know this is not all Geno Smith's fault. There's been some bad catching, some drops, some poor play from the receivers that have prevented him from perhaps putting points on the board. But this is what Geno Smith was able to produce in preseason. One touchdown drive. One he didn't do anything for a half in Pittsburgh until the final drive on like a two-minute up-tempo up drill. He had seven scoreless possessions against the Chicago Bears backups. And then in this game against Dallas, they got him into scoring range. He took a horrendous sack, yes. Charles Cross did not have a very good 1v1 matchup against Sam Williams. Sam Williams had his lunch money in college as well when those two players met for Ole Miss and Mississippi State. But Geno Smith held on to the ball too long and he walked into the sack, which he is prone to do and has been prone to do in his career. That sack could easily have taken them out of field goal range. That kick from Jason Myers was a lot more missable because of the sack that Geno Smith took. So we've got a field goal. So one touchdown drive from Geno Smith in three preseason games and he's won the job. And the reason he's won the job is because Drew Locke just, yeah, I mean, he would have had, he had to go and win the job. He had to go and take it away from Geno Smith. So what does that mean? It means that in a game like this against Dallas, he has to press. He couldn't have played the percentages, checked down, settled for punts, uh, tried to chip away with field goals in this game against Dallas. He had to go in there and he had to make some big throws. He had to lead touchdown drives. He had to stand out in a big way and he made mistakes. And, and I think this is why it wasn't a particularly fair fight, because Geno Smith got all of the, the number one reps pretty much through training camp and was set up to try not to lose the job. Drew Locke gets the number two reps and then was set up that had to go and win it. And it's a lot harder to go and win it in this situation um, than it is to avoid losing it. So I don't think it was ever a particularly fair contest between the, between the two quarterbacks. I've expected for a long time that Geno Smith was going to win this because the, just the vibe. You know, you could feel in 2012 that Russell Wilson was winning the job and was going to get the job. In this, in, in this offseason, you kind of felt from day one that they were going to give it Geno Smith. But the problem is, is that you, you've got two quarterbacks here. One in Drew Locke, who's really erratic, who's clearly going to make mistakes. I mean, those interceptions were horrendous, whether you're pressing or not. The second one in particular, what on earth was he thinking? Throwing that pass, it was awful. You cannot play that way. Whether you're trying to win a job or not, you cannot play that way. So you've got a really erratic quarterback. He showed some, some good throws as well, that particularly one good touchdown uh, throw in this game. He had a good touchdown pass against Pittsburgh as well. So look, you, you've seen some skills, but you've also seen a lot that's wrong with, with Drew Locke and that erraticism that he plays with. And with Geno Smith, he's just bang average. He's, he's below average. 
He's a mediocre quarterback who can't make it happen. He's not going to elevate your team. And as I've said before, if everything is on schedule and everything is okay, he will be fine, just as he was against Jacksonville, the worst team in the NFL in 2021, when they could play from the front and they could play the percentages, he will look fine. And, I'm, and there may well be one, two, three games this year where that happens and he can play on time and everything will be okay. But when he plays an opponent where he's got to try and be the difference, he's got to make an inspired throw, he's got to go and lead this team, he's got to do something, he isn't going to be able to do it because he's not good enough. And that's the big takeaway from this whole quarterback competition. You've got one guy who's too erratic and one guy who's not good enough. And the one who's not good enough is going to get the job simply because he's older and he's more experienced with the system, but he still ain't very good. And this is why I did the video the other day saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be getting a call from Pete Carroll next week. Because I think they'll look at this and say, Geno Smith is what he is. Jimmy Garoppolo might be better than him and that they can't trust Drew Locke. And they'll come and bring Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats from last year, one of the things that he does very, very well is third down completions. What, what's one of the th third down percentage in terms of you know achieving the, the, uh, the first down on third down when he throws? He's pretty good at that. He's amongst the leaders in the NFL at that kind of statistic. Pete, that's what Pete Carroll wants. He kind of wants to run the ball, get to third down, convert, extend drives. And, and I think they are going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. I, a few months ago, a few weeks ago even, I would not have expected them to. I would have thought they'd go with Geno Smith and, and Drew Locke and just stick with that. Now I think they will go for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they will sign him when he is released. I think the Niners will release him on cutdown day. I don't think they're going to keep him on the 53-man roster and, and lose another player that they'd otherwise keep just for the sake of, I don't know, preventing him going for, to the Seahawks a little bit sooner than he's going to anyway or anywhere else. I think they are going to cut him. And I think he's going to get a call to be the Seahawks. And, and I don't think he's going to start in week one. But I think that by the time week two comes around, week three... He could easily be starting for the Seattle Seahawks. I think that is a distinct possibility now. Some other thoughts on the game. Uh, you know, Mike Jackson's looked really good at cornerback. Miles Adams looked really good at defensive tackle. That, that's really promising. They need to find players who can contribute. And I hope that they do get a chance to show what they're about when the regular season starts. And they're not just kind of shuffled to the back of the roster now. Alton Robinson has really shown as well. Who knows what his injury is like, but he deserves a chance to finally do some things. So they're promising things. I think there are also some real concerns of the linebacker depth. Uh, I think that this is a team that doesn't look very deep across the board. Yes, they're going to bring players back, but you know, people love to say, well, it's only pre-season and nothing that we see here is particularly indicative. That's the case for good teams. When good teams play badly in pre-season and rest their starters, you can say, oh, it's because they're resting players and their top quarterback's not playing, for example. The Seahawks have played a lot of their starters. All right, DK and, and Tyler Lockett haven't played loads of the, of the football. And, you know, the two safeties haven't. And people like that, Jordan Brooks haven't. But they have played their starting outline. They have played their quarterback for a half against Chicago and, and for a half against Pittsburgh. They have played some of their defensive starters. So the Seahawks have just looked bad for me. And I think it's, it's concerning if you are hoping for... A better than expected season this year. If you're hope, if you're one of those people who does want them to try and win this year and, and be successful and have some fun with it, I think it is somewhat concerning what they've shown in preseason. And I don't think this is just uh, right off to preseason. I, I think the Seahawks are in, in store for a, a bit of a tough one here, and I think the pressure will ramp up on Pete Carroll if they get blown away by Denver with Russell Wilson leading them.
And if Russell Wilson excels in Denver, the pressure is going to mount on Pete Carroll. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, that said, I think the Seahawks have got a, a puncher's chance of winning this game against the Broncos. Because it is week one, because it is Wilson, because it is in Seattle, because it is prime time, because they've had a bit of time to prepare for this. They know Wilson better than any other team in the league. I think there's a chance that Seattle will actually go on and win this game. But if they don't and they get embarrassed, that the pressure is going to ramp up. The pressure ramp up in the media. It's going to ramp up amongst the fan base. They were getting booed in pre-season against Chicago. That will happen again very quickly if things go south. If this is going to be similar to 2011, they started banded there as well. And I think that's the best case scenario for them. They start poorly, they get better, they finish strongly, and they can take some momentum into next offseason and then draft a quarterback and then move forward from there. Whether they get the opportunity to do that or not, I'm not sure because I, I don't think this roster is as good as it was in 2011. They might be able to sort of get the running game going and the defence going by the end of the year, but I think it is going to take some time and I would anticipate a bad start for the Seahawks based on what we've seen in pre-season so far. I'm going to do a live stream with Jeff Simmons next week. I'm sure we're talking to Robbie and Adam as well as we get close to the start of the new season. So stay here right on this channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Rebuild podcast as well. Check out seahawksdraftblog.com for more analysis. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Enjoy your weekend.